0: This week, we'll hear about Voice 2014, Planes, Fire and Rescue, and Coca-Cola's award-winning Happy ID video and its use of voiceover. In the biz, Tish Emmons shares her journey transitioning from a career as a litigation paralegal to voiceover, followed by Steve Spiehager in Tech Talk. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. I'm pleased to announce that Voices.com will be an exhibitor at Voice 2014. The voiceover international creative experience, lovingly known as Voice, will take place in Anaheim, California from August 27th through August 30th. If you're going to the conference, be sure to visit the Voices.com booth. In industry news, the sequel to Disney's Planes flew into theaters last weekend. Planes, Fire and Rescue made over $6.2 million on its opening day. Lauded as better than the first Planes, the animated film stars Dane Cook, Ed Harris, Julie Bowen, Terry Hatcher, and Brad Garrett, among others. Can soda make you happy? Coca-Cola's Happy ID video recently won the 2014 Cannes Lions Grand Prize Award in the fast-moving media sector, and Edwin Oldfield was the voice that brought it all to life. This award-winning video documented the goal of making Peru a happier nation by encouraging people to smile in their photo IDs. Coke-branded photo booths were set up in 30 spots across the country. These photo booths were activated only when the person smiled. The voiceover was completed by Edwin in his studio using footage from Lima, Peru. The video and its win have been celebrated widely, with coverage in both USA Today and Ad Age. Have you seen this video? Go to our Facebook page and you can watch it there. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business.
1: Greetings. My name is Otisha, Miss Tish Emmons, and I would like to share with the listeners today about how I was able to cross-reference my legal career as a litigation paralegal into my voiceover career. I have spent most of my career life in corporate America, specifically as a litigation paralegal. For over 20 years, all I knew were stuffy suits, billable hours, depositions, trial preparation, judges, courtrooms, defense counsel, early mornings that turned into long nights, Not to mention those yummy lunch combos, sandwich, chips or cookies, potato or pasta salad every time we had a meeting. I worked tirelessly doing my part to assist in winning a case. After realizing that I did not want to become an attorney and that I was done with my paralegal career, I began to feel restless. I loved the law but no longer wanted to be a participant of this world in a 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. capacity. The tides of my life took a turn when I assisted with conducting a MCLE course, and that stands for Mandatory Continuing Legal Education. An entertainment attorney approached me afterwards and said, Normally, I would be distracted by what I needed to do, but to my surprise, you kept me focused. Have you ever thought about doing voiceovers? I thought to myself, huh? How did he know I was ready to escape? I smiled, pointed him to a corner in the room, and I said, Sit, tell me more. I wasn't sure what to expect with this new paradigm shift, but it was the perfect opportunity to abandon ship. After a few discussions, I was ready to begin my journey into the voiceover world. However, a few years into my new career, I began to question, what do I do with all the hard work I had put into building my legal career? And I didn't just wanna walk away from it completely. So what I began to do is use my litigation skills and I started to do some research. The first thing I asked myself was, How could I thread my old career into my new one? And it led me to this, matchmaking. Every law firm has a marketing department. They also utilize what is called litigation support services that assist legal staff with trial preparation. I began to market myself to all of the firms that I worked with. Some were excited to learn how voiceover could possibly benefit and attract new clients. As a result, I voiced webinars and training sessions for new hires and summer interns. I even did some recordings for some of the attorneys' voicemails. My tip, if you leave your corporate job, stay connected to the relationships you've built. Voiceovers are everywhere, and a place can be created for it if you just expand your territory. My voice went beyond the law firms. I pitched myself to authors of legal literature and law schools, just to name a few. What it was that made me attractive was the fact that I had experience. And what I was able to do is take that experience and utilize it to my advantage. I would not be just another voiceover that acted out their scripts. I would be one who actually knew what I was talking about. You getting any ideas yet? My second tip, practice the art of being diverse. If your voice can fit, put it there. Use what you got. Every voiceover gets stuck with marketing ideas of where to introduce their talent. We waste unnecessary time and money trying to find what already lies in us. The strongest platforms are created by your hard work first. Ask yourself the following questions. How can voiceover be used to increase productivity in this non-entertainment environment? Can my voiceover services connect me to other avenues within this field that I am unaware of? How does my experience make me more attractive to those I am marketing to? Enhancement comes as you grow. My legal career allowed me to build skill and credibility, making it easy for me to transfer it into my new career as a voiceover actor. I want you to think about how your skills can assist you with numerous paths that can lead you to achieving your voiceover goals. And share your thoughts with other voiceover colleagues by leaving a comment on the Vox Talk podcast Facebook page. Thank you for sharing, Tish.
2: Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. Hello again, VO guys and gals all the way from sunny Southwest Florida. I'm Steve Spiehager with this week's Tech Talk segment. Today, I want to talk about noise. For the purposes of this discussion, I will define noise as any undesired sound that can contaminate our VO recordings. Noise originates from many sources, and although modern processing hardware and software can work wonders to clean up noisy recordings, it's always better to nip it in the bud, so to speak. The quality of the product will be much, much better if the sources of the sound are tamed before pressing the record button. There are two broad classes of noise, electronically generated and acoustically generated. Each requires different treatment. First, let's evaluate your specific studio setup. Make a short voice recording using your normal settings, then stop speaking and let the recording continue for at least 15 to 30 seconds as you sit quietly by the microphone. Stop the recording, trim out the voice portion at the beginning, and then normalize what's left to say minus three dB. Now, play back that section. Here's an example from my home studio. Wow! I deliberately left a few things on that I normally turn off to help you to analyze similar problems that you might hear in your own studio. In mine I heard a low frequency hum, a clicking noise, and audio leaking in from a television in the next room. Now you have an idea of what your specific problems are, let's give you some ideas to work on what you hear. The two main types of electronic noise are hum and hiss. A steady low frequency hum can be the result of inadequate shielding of the cable between your microphone and preamp or mixer. Various other types of grounding and wiring problems can create hum, but trying to describe and solve the potential problems is beyond the scope of our few minutes together. A steady high-frequency hissing noise is present in all electronic audio circuits. It's generated by the transistors and integrated circuits that amplify the signal. Much of the extra money that is spent on professional quality equipment buys special low-noise components in the amplifier circuitry. This is among the easiest noise to be minimized with software processing, but that action can result in a certain amount of quality degradation to the signal. If your test recording showed a pronounced hum or hiss, see if you can correct it as much as possible. If you need more help, try describing your problem on an online audio technical forum. I'm sure you'll find someone who would be glad to walk you through the correction process. To be technically correct, there are some hum and buzz noises that can have acoustic origins. Some examples might be the hum of a computer fan acoustically transmitted to your microphone through the structure of your desk, or the buzz from the ballast of a fluorescent light fixture. But we'll consider those acoustic culprits in a future podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been Tech Talk. I'm Steve Spiehager, all the way from Southwest Florida. Until next time, aim for excellence.
0: Thanks again, Steve.
2: VoxBox. Sharing your audio feedback.
0: Are you familiar with Creative Courtesy? One of our customers, Brandon Ferris, director at Leapframe, recently contributed a guest article on Box Daily where he shared, from a producer's perspective, on the topic. Brandon writes: if you want to be hired, favorited, and recommended, then the formula is simple. Number one, respond promptly. Number two, make sure your voice matches the creative direction. Number three, include the sample script. That means no prefabricated voiceover reels those aren't relevant. Number four, deliver quality, well-read voiceovers. And number five, make prompt and accurate changes and updates. If you'd like to hear more about what Brandon has to say, visit the VoxTalk Facebook page for the link. Well, that's it for this week. Remember to find us on iTunes and visit the VoxTalk Facebook page. And by the way, we now have over 200 Facebook likes thanks. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. Thank you again for joining me and I'll see you next week.